Welcome, everybody, to the Making Awesome podcast. What is this, season three, episode 40? Man, we are, we're ticking up those numbers. How's everybody doing? Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one today. We're going to be talking all about customer service and how to do it right. And if you are hanging out and you haven't subscribed, make sure you do leave a like, because this one is going to be an interesting one. And uh, if you are looking to get the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Sam Prentice original puppet research. Uh, you know, it's a sock puppet. You all might get that reference. And if you do, and you want to pick one up, uh, Sam sent me a link. So I'll pin it to the top of the chat for you. So uh, Sam's at Murph. Uh, we are not at Murph, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, I am still in Tampa. But that's all right. We're going to be here. We're going to be talking all about it. And I figured this was a very fitting shirt for the topic today. We got some awesome people here hanging out. Mad Cat USA, Darkening Shadow 32, Super Caro. And I think we got a bunch of people hanging out in our Discord as well. Russ is here. John Stern. Uh, Jason Hef, K4HEF. I'm assuming that is your ham radio call sign. Ben is here. Good morning, sir. How are you? George White. I think that, uh, oh, there's uh, Mike from Never Let the Machines Win as well. So, great group of people here hanging out. Thank you guys for showing up. Let's get into talking all about, well, customer service. Because uh, there is a lot to it. And it is very, very easy, very easy to get really wrong. A lot of you are aware that I've been struggling with customer support with Bamboo Lab. And yes, my entire experience with them has kind of pushed me to do this episode. Because, well, uh, yeah, it needs, it needs to be talked about. Some people have good experiences, other people have bad ones. And I think that that is kind of across the board for any company. I don't care if you're team orange or you're team green or whatever team you might be. There are going to be people that have good experiences and those that have bad. But how is it that you can keep the bulk amount of them to be good and minimize the ones that are bad? Now, there are going to be some classifications of bad customer support experiences, and some of it is just the person that you are dealing with, let's say you are the customer support agent, the person that needs your help is just not there. It, it, it is not, they don't either have the knowledge, they don't have the tools, they're missing something that will help you help them. And that will create a bit of a friction point. Uh, I know for me, Bamboo really wants log files, and they're not getting them. Not for me. And if you send them to Bamboo, just understand, we still have no clue what is in those log files. And that, from Bamboo's support staff, says that limits what we can do to help you. Okay, that's fine. Um, I can't validate what's on those log files, so that's what we have to deal with. And no other company, no other 3D printing company in this price bracket, all right, let's talk five grand and below. There are no other 3D printers 
in the $5,000 or below that require you to send in a log file. Now, when you get into the higher end machines, uh, especially some of the bigger ones that we have, yeah, there, there is an expectation for a log file, but these are not companies that are owned in China. So I don't care. And generally speaking, the log files are plain text, like the log files for our ProJet 660 Pro. That is a what $69,500 full color sandstone 3D printer that weighs 1,200 pounds. Uh, is for sale, by the way. If you're looking to get one, hit me up. Um, but uh, those are all like 3D systems ask for the logs. That way they can see if there are any errors. Those logs are all plain text. You can see exactly what you're sending. And if you want, you delete the stuff you don't want them to see. You know, so maybe you give them the last two weeks and that's it, right? I don't, I don't see a reason for that. And I've worked with 3D systems. They're like, yeah, if there's older jobs that you don't want us to see what they're called for some reason, just delete it from the log file. We don't care. We are looking at, you know, since you reported the problem and now, what is that looking like for us? You know, maybe a couple of weeks prior to reporting the problem to see if there is some sort of, uh, you know, cycle or some sort of repetition that is occurring. Did I tweet that I'm live? I didn't. Go figure. Freaking amateur hour here. But yeah, it is a... Uh, it is a complicated one when you deal with a company that is hiding behind encryption. And for me as a business case, I'm sorry, I can't trust it. Like legally, I can't trust it. Uh, so unfortunately, Bamboo is not able to get my log files. This also means that I'm not able to update my machine because they force you to be online to do that. They are once again, the only company that is requiring you to do so. This is a fact, okay? This is a fact. Uh, Kenneth Sang is asking, did I see the tweet retweet where the U.S. Navy makerspace putting two bamboos in a military base? The tweet got deleted. Did it really? I didn't realize that it got deleted. Uh, but yes, I did. Um, I saw it, I retweeted it, and I got involved in that conversation as well because my knowledge of ITAR and CMMC, while not amazingly great, is certainly more than most of the people that are talking about this. Um, and yeah, even Joel, I guess, got a bit of a crash course on ITAR when he was working with Velo3D because, of course, they do a lot of ITAR stuff. Uh, so yeah, something to be aware of there. And, you know, I have an insider that sent me some information uh let me pull the exact back and forth because you know that would be nice um they apparently have an entire infrastructure set up on a private segmented network for that reason naval academy operates under its own cognizance than the u.s navy itself so they're i guess related but they don't live together you know um and yeah apparently it's a thing but yeah, uh, I, I I understand that there's a bunch of people in the network security industry just kind of freaking out. So, and to be clear, the reason for this talk, there is a business reason behind it. I am debating on setting up a way to train customer support people for 3D printing manufacturers. So I want to be clear and upfront about this. This is for me to see, do we get enough people that are like, we need this. And if we do, we're going to stand up a leg of the company to do this because 
I'm fairly certain I've got the skill to train the people. It's just a matter of finding them. That's always the hard thing is finding uh, the right people. So with that being said, we've got kind of a weird problem in this industry, right? People of all backgrounds will buy 3D printers, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whether they've got a master's degree or a PhD in additive manufacturing, or they've never heard of a 3D printer before. And your support staff need to be able to answer the questions from all of those people. It's not just one. Every single one of them needs to have their questions answered. So, yeah, kind of a weird one, right? Because I've been in this game for 15 years. If you treat me like a newbie, I might get a little kind of upset about it, right? I've gotten used to it, right? Where companies kind of have to feel you out to make sure that you're not just blowing smoke up their keister and that, you know, hey, are we going to go off script with this guy or not? I find that Prusa support is a great example of this. Uh, the last time that I really needed Prusa support was when I got uh, some minis, and one of them had a bad uh, filament sensor. It's actually why you see one of our Prusa minis doesn't have a filament sensor, because uh, I never replaced it. Um, we figured out it was bad. I was supposed to check my other minis, and I never got around to doing it. But support very quickly figured out that I knew what I was doing. So they said, all right, you got a multimeter, right? I said, I do. They said, all right. I want you to test these things, and I want you to tell me the numbers that it's giving you. So I gave them that. They said, oh, yeah, that thing's way dead. Way dead. I said, okay. What do we do? They said, well, um, you, it, I see here that you bought four minis at the same time. I want you to check every other one of your machines and make sure that they're okay. If they're not okay, then let me send you a bunch at once rather than one or two at a time. Because the cost of shipping from Prague is expensive so okay that makes a lot of sense to me right but that is very off book you don't generally ask a end consumer to get a multimeter unless you can validly prove that they know what they're doing because if you happen to bridge pins or you put the multimeter in the wrong area or the wrong settings for that matter they're gonna nuke stuff and you don't want to see that happen so I believe part of customer support is also figuring out, is the person that you are dealing with someone that can be trusted to go through some of the ringer themselves, or do they need their handheld the entire time, right? Those of us that have been in the game for a while, every now and then it's not bad to have your hand held, but at some point you're like, all right, look, you're going to ask me to, you know, turn the printer off and on again. I've already done it. Let's move past it, right? That is a big thing for me is that when you let a support agent know, hey, I kind of know what I'm doing and you can prove it that they say, all right, let's work off book because yeah, in the initial responses, you kind of have to run a bit of a script because until you can really validate who those people are and their knowledge base, the script is what keeps the staff members that are running that customer support from giving different answers for the same thing, because that is really a problem. That's really a problem. <laughs> uh, Mayor Make says, customer support is my favorite aspect of my job. 
a good product stands and falls with service. That is quite literally one of the best quotes for this entire podcast is that you can have a terrible product with absolutely amazing customer support and people will have a phenomenal time. Or you can have a great product with terrible customer support and you end up with situations like mine. People believe that Bamboo Lab has an amazing product. I'm still on the fence about it, um, mainly because of its data collection issues. It, it's just... it. It's got a lot of red flags, and I feel like people are saying, well, those red flags are probably kinks, so I'm into it. And I I'm 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 not about those red flags, alright? You feel me? But yeah, it's uh it's my favorite aspect too. I love working with our customers. It's why I still answer the phone. I love talking with people. Who knew? He's got a YouTube channel. He loves talking with people. What a surprise. But it really is something that I enjoy doing because that one-on-one -on -one and some of the questions that I can ask can very quickly determine where this person lands in their skill level. That's part of what I want to do. <laughs> um, let's see. This was the original issue with IT support. It took decades and it still isn't truly fixed, says Tarzman. And I totally agree, right? We don't really have uh, a great example of perfect customer support. There are certain companies that have amazing customer support where you call a number, they answer, they work with you, bada bing, bada boom, you're done. But a lot of those to me are ones where you can pick up a phone. I'm old school. I like to pick up the phone because I can get a lot more done in five minutes on the phone than I can if... I'm going back and forth via email, right? Some things are going to get lost in translation. And even further, if I can't really accurately describe what I'm trying to, to describe, right? So let's say I'm dealing with a first layer issue and it's not sticking to the bed, right? Well, you might say it's a bed issue. Well, is it a bed issue or is it because you just didn't clean it, right? Do you need a new heater or is it not, cle is it not clean, right? If you're a newbie, you don't necessarily know how to describe those problems, and therefore, you're not necessarily going to have the best time working with support. And that missing bit of knowledge, right, just those couple of terms and what they mean can be pivotal into support actually being helpful. Because remember, a support staff can only be as useful as, one, their training, and two, the information that you provide them. If you don't provide them with all the information, then they're only able to help you with a very limited amount of assistance. Right? That's a big deal. <laughs> ben Cox says, 100%, you can't just ask anyone to bust out a multimeter. You are accepting the, the risk on their behalf at that point. And I'm being called out because uh, he's asking if I ever found my multimeter. I have enough multimeters now. We are good. Although I did just break a probe on one of them, which is really upsetting. I wasn't using it for its intended purposes, but it was a very cheap probe, obviously. So I'm just going to buy a new set of probes for it. Um, yeah, as uh, apparently my auto essentials, Grant's auto essentials, says, a feel for skill level is first in customer service. Exactly. Right. When you go to book time with us on our website, 
part of the ask is really me determining your skill factor, right? I will, there are questions in that document that you fill out to book time that will help me determine how I can talk to you, right? Do you know CAD programs? Do you even know what CAD means? Do you have experience with 3D printers? If I say the term fillet, are you expecting a steak or a rounded edge or both? If you're expecting a steak and I use that term, I've lost you. And that is a big problem. But if you're someone that understands CAD lingo and I say the term fillet, you know exactly what I'm referencing. So, yeah, super curious is what are the other what other purposes are there for multi beaters? I'm scared. I needed to open a package. So I grabbed one of the probes and stabbed it into the tape and then pulled down on the tape. And the whole probe just broke in half. I'm like, that's a really cheap probe. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And so Ronnie says, you know, 3D printers, yes. CAD uh, only tinker, CAD nothing more. So that's where you, you know, and we have got different segments for that, right? So you know 3D printing, but you don't know CAD. Great. So if you're going to call us to use a, you know, I don't know, you, you need to design something, right? I would say, hey, what is your skill level? We ask about it. Some people seem to get a little bit uh, uppity. Is uppity the right word? Offended when I ask about their skill level. And I say, look, this is not so I can talk down to you. That's actually exactly the opposite of what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is determine how I can best communicate with you. Right? And interestingly... It's not a thing. I know. I know. Everyone's saying, oh, use a pen. A probe is not a knife. I get it. How many times have you opened a package with a multimeter probe? All right. Come on. All right. Y'all called me out. This is, you know, I gave you the real answer and I, and I, I don't expect to be called out for this. That's not nice. <laughs> John Stern says, I never have first layer issues because I'm always starting to print at layer two. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, why Prusa has lasted with the MK3 for so long is the amazing customer support for an aging product. Yeah. Let's not beat around the bush. These printers are old, especially when we consider, especially when we consider what is currently available on the market. You can go buy machines with some generic, potentially shady install of Clipper on it from a factory right now for sub $500. And unless you're going to buy a really broken Prusa, you can't even get a used Mark 3S for for less than 500 bucks easily. These machines have held their value because they work well, because Prusa provides round-the-clock customer support. Why? Because they see the value in making sure that the after-sale experience is as useful as the before sale experience. Because at the end of the day, if you have a crappy after sale experience, it's a real problem. Uh, Ronnie says, in my job, customer support is writing documentation. Some people think I'm crazy writing documents as long and detailed that you fall asleep. He's a system admin slash developer. Uh, the, the juniors do the real customer support. I just write the documents for them after I build something and yeah, right. Making sure you have that right documentation is incredibly important. And I will give bamboo lab credit where it's due their wiki when it actually works 
is a really good resource, but oftentimes it's not answering the exact question that I have. As a lot of you know, um, my bamboo is actually running okay. Um, it finished up a 14 and a half hour print that was almost 700 grams without a single issue. In fact, it ran out of filament. I had a roll next to it and it just auto fed through exactly as you would expect it to, right? This is operating under normal circumstances and the machine is running as expected. This was never a possibility. What did we fix? We ran carbon fiber polycarbonate through it and apparently it sanded something down enough to a point where so far, and that was from, which two were you? Yeah, so that was from theater three and four on the AMS. And four and one are notoriously the most difficult because they, they have to bend the most to get into uh, the actual feeder for the AMS. So I have high hope, but this is not something that any point came up with support and something that I continually said, hey, I think I've got a lot of uh, drag in my system, right? So they said, all right, we'll move your AMS. Okay, I did. I still had problems, less problems, right? It was failing, you know, maybe once every 30 minutes rather than once every five minutes. But yeah, we still had those problems. And then support started going back and forth with me on different things. And then they started blaming me for changing the subject as to what's actually going on. And if you're in our Discord server, it's the $10 tier higher on Patreon, YouTube channel members, or PayPal. Of course, all of those are linked in the description down below should you want to support us financially. Uh, you would see, I have posted every single back and forth that I have with Bamboo. And yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. So, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Kevin Clark says, in my IT day job, best support I've run into is from Red Hat. It's a big part of what you pay for. And Red Hat, I believe, is one of the few really hardcore believers of open source still in the enterprise game. I could be wrong. Uh, please correct me if I am. Um, you know, and as Ronnie says, prevent to communicate in kid language to a more experienced user indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I love how everyone is just ragging on me for uh for for using a probe to cut a box open. You know what? Whatever, man. Whatever. I screwed up and I'm going to buy a new set of probes. And I'm going to buy a nice new set of probes. So. Oh, uh apparently Red Hat is no longer uh great in open source. They just changed as of July 1. Wow, okay, so that's like a week and a half. Uh, well, that's punctual, I guess. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, and when a company, all they say is, hey, we'll just refund you. You know, give us the machine back, we'll refund you. As a consumer, that's not what I want. I want my problem solved or I want a new machine. I bought the machine because I want it to work. I don't want to have to go back and forth with support. That, that's not my intention. And as someone that owns and runs a business, that is a ton of wasted time on my side that I don't necessarily want to be dealing with all the time. Also, for those that are wondering, um, I didn't know that these shirts were going to be made in the States. He's getting them made in the States. So these are United States size. So I thought they're going to be UK size. This is an XL and the XL is a little big on me. But a little big is better than a little tight. Although maybe Sam does want me in a 
slightly tight shirt. Anyways, links to the shirt are in the pinned comment. <laughs> or in the pinned thing on the stream. 3D HP is here. And uh, how you doing, Jerry? Hope life is good. Uh, where's my boss at? My boss is in a different room, probably yelling at birds. Um, yeah. Anyways. John Sir says, people get offended. People getting offended is a sign of their insecurity. We should never be ashamed of what we don't know. Each of us knows a tiny, tiny fraction of what humans know. And I completely agree with this. You need to treat people the way that you want to be treated. And for quite some time, I did. And eventually, I just got fed up with being talked to like a child from Bamboo and then being gaslit by saying that I'm changing the subject of what the problem is. It It is just, it it's not great. It, it's not great. And I, uh, I'm a little bummed about it because I think they could do better. And I do expect for companies to do better because I'm paying $1,600, right? And I can get better support by spending $400 or $450 on a Prusa Mini, I can get better support for that. And yes, Prusa has been along this journey for 10 years, and Bamboo has been around it for barely a year. But I don't think that is any excuse to provide generally pretty poor customer support. And when I'm getting maybe two responses a day, that means that this machine sat for almost three months of not being able to use it before we got lucky before we just got lucky right we got lucky and it randomly started working after running carbon fiber through it of all things <laughs> john says i prefer a fitted shape i really dislike us t-shirt patterns uh designed to hide obesity yeah you know, I carry a little extra pudge in the middle, but uh, according to Instagram, I guess that's kind of hot now, so cool. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I am not exactly all that proud of, the, of what I weigh. Um, my big issue is I can't do a lot of the workouts that I probably should be doing because I have a bad back. And if I re-injure myself to a meaningful way, I will be out indefinitely like no videos i'll be stuck in bed kind of deal so we don't uh yeah we we don't do that so i feel you i wish i was a little bit more in shape though so figured i would let you know um ken clark says log aside i work on air gap secure networks companies know we can't send them anything but they still work with us exactly and when I explained that to Bamboo, they said, well, our amount of being able to help you will be limited. I said, well, that doesn't sound like my problem. Well, you know, we need you to update your machine's firmware. I can't do that. You don't let me do that on an air-gapped network. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but we can't help you unless you do that. I said, well, then I'm sorry. You can't help me. Because you've, you've built a system that requires an internet connection to do things like updating. And there are no other machines in my fleet. And I have machines that cost upwards of $100,000 in our fleet that require a network to update. Get out of here. Like, seriously. That is not good customer support. Where there really isn't a way. I mean, they could do it so you could update via micro SD card. That's great. I would love that. 
So, yeah. It's one of those cases where we have to be careful about how we respond. Because when they say, oh, we, we can't help you, I get instantly defensive because their lack of understanding of my needs as a consumer and as a business does not mean that I should get second-rate support. If anything, they should understand that that means I really know what I'm doing. So, something to point out there. And when it comes to customer support, telling them, we can't help you unless you update your firmware is a really, really bad answer. See, because all of my Prusas, yeah, Joe's going to get real mad at me if he ever sees this. Uh, all of my Prusas are running like 3.8 firmware. Why? Because it works. There is no big reason for me to go down that path because it works and I don't want to mess with it, right? And when you have nine machines, upgrading the firmware on all of them takes a while. So I just haven't done it. Zerto with the 99 cent unicorn sticker. Thank you, sir. Very prideful. I like it. Ben says, yep, Cisco knows that their devices in, in the Australian military networks go into incinerators if there are issues with them. They do not go back to Cisco when there are warranty issues. Exactly. Right? Companies understand that if you have an issue, it gets junked. Oh, geez, Russ with the $20 super chat. Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate it. Russ, you are a wonderful human being. Uh, did I ever send you that? I never sent you that profile. I am a terrible human being, and I will get that profile out to you as soon as the stream is done. Uh, I am so sorry. That's bad. I'm sorry. I. It's been a week. I'm sorry. Kenneth Sang says, 3D tech tips sand your boat into with CFPLA. Mine was carbon fiber polycarbonate. So, yeah. Chris Gallo says, isn't the profile on Patreon? It is, uh, but Russ, Russ needs a little bit of assistance getting it loaded in. Um, so I will, I will help Russ do that later today. I'm actually probably going to film a video to make it easier. Um, anyways. Ronnie says, Grant, with your back, issue swimming is a real option. My L34... Uh, problem doesn't hurt with swimming that would be true but there aren't many places for me to go swimming where i want to go swimming right public pools are nasty and i don't have a pool and there really aren't a lot of like gyms that have decent pools around here uh yeah i don't know i'm a bit of a picky pain in the butt when it comes to that stuff so ignore me i, I just have to cut calories which is you know not stress eat that would be nice Anyways, back to, you know, the subject. 3DHP says, if you enjoy what you're seeing here, smash that like button below and donate to the channel, Cat Food Fund. Well, based on all the comments, fat shaming my cat in the recent videos, I don't think it's going to be for the Cat Food Fund. <laughs> there are a lot of people going after the, uh, the <laughs> cat for being dubby. They're like, is she pregnant? No, she's just fat. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, Ken, uh, Kevin Clark says, I didn't update my Perusa Mark III firmware from when it came for almost five years, right? Because they work, you know? And that is a big deal. Supercaro says he's in Florida. Any pool must be a tourist trap. Uh, no, it's more of, uh, they're sometimes run by city government. And they're not really kept very clean. Uh, I don't like children, because they're noisy, and if I'm there to work out, I don't really want to be around children, because they're noisy, and that just 
absolutely drives me up a wall. Either way. Yeah. And I live in the middle of nowhere, so there's just not a lot of that, uh, you know, ability around here. Zerno with the $4.99 saying, money for the personal pool fund. <laughs> I can just dig a hole in the backyard that basically turns into a pool because it's so freaking damp out right now. But yeah, like, how do you know if you're meeting the needs of your customers, right? One of the big things that you look for in customer support is, are you solving the problems, right? If a customer says, I don't like this thing, I want a refund. Customer support says, no problem, or no, we can't help you, right? You have two options there. If they solve the problem and say, no problem, here's a refund, you know, shipping labeled, all that, send it back to us, all right? Cool, problem solved, we're happy, right? As far as I'm concerned, close that ticket, the customer's happy, we're moving on. Is it the best possible outcome? No, right? You might want to do a script that says something like, you know, hey, we understand that you're looking for a refund. Is there anything that we might be able to help you out with that you're having issues with our product or are you just looking for a refund and get rid of it? And uh, yeah, that's a thing. I want to always make certain that the client is happy. It means that in the beginning, we make sure that we work with the right clients, right? But when you are selling stuff to end users, right? If you are a 3D printer manufacturer, you don't really control who buys your products, right? It can be Joe Blow that's never used a 3D printer before and will need their handheld constantly. Or it can be a 30-year veteran that knows what they're doing, that's, you know, they're it's, it's Adrian Boyer, right? You know, someone that really knows what they're doing when it comes to 3D printing, and they're just having a problem. It's a, uh, it's a thing. You want to make sure that you're asking the right questions and being able to respond to unique responses. If your customers aren't happy, they're not going to work, Right? You have to make sure that your customers are enjoying their experience or you get people like me that have a big mouth and are not afraid to use it that are willing to share their story and say, I'm having a problem and the company is only offering to do X and X is not what I want. It's a thing. Russ says later, guys, got to pick up my gal at the airport. Enjoy, sir. Best of luck. And Jason says, I understand the multimeter probe, but I use cheap free harbor freight multimeters. All right. Yeah. I mean, sure. Calling me out. It was not an expensive multimeter, to be clear. So we look at <laughs> willing to do X or X1C. Hilarious. You can rate customer support, and often people do one of two ratings, five stars or one star. I'm not certain where this was said. Maybe it was in a previous stream. Maybe it was in comments somewhere. I don't know where I saw it. Oh, it was in Maker That Money. It was in Maker That Money. I was in the chat for Maker, Maker That Money. And someone said, I don't read five-star reviews, 
I don't read one star reviews. I look for somewhere in the middle, the two to four star, because those are people that said it's not perfect. And here's why. The one stars, a lot of times, it's the user's fault. It's got nothing to do with the company. It's users being users, right? When it's the company's fault, you'll, you know, you'll see, I reached out to them. They said they couldn't help me. You know, this sucks. I hate this product. I want my money back. That's how you get a one star. You see one stars for, oh, my package got lost in shipping. Well, that's not the company's fault. That's the shipping company's fault. And I hate when people do that. I hate when people say, oh, I had a bad experience with you because USPS lost my package. Well, it's not my fault. It's not my fault that that happened. It's bad, but, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. You have to constantly ask, right? Every single time I work with customer support at Prusa, there is always, when you're done with the chat, it says, how would you rate today's experience? Thumbs up or thumbs down, right? You give a thumbs up, it gives you stuff for comments. You give a thumbs down, it gives you stuff for comments. And that really assists, right? Because if a support agent knows they did a good job, that is something for you to say, this is working, this is working. This is working. Oh, but this isn't working. People don't like this. Let's pull it out. Let's look at retraining. Customer support is not, hi, you're going to work for us for pennies on the dollar. Here's your script. Type it or read it and do not go away from it. That's not customer support. That's a phone tree. Nobody likes those. I believe it is incredibly important to allow properly trained support staff to work outside of the regular script when they get with people that require outside of the regular script work. That's a huge value. John says, I love the one-star reviews along the lines of, I bought chicken, but my spouse said they wanted to fish. Yeah. Ajax says, personally, I love my bamboo printers. I don't print things that I'm worried about security on though. Well, do you do things at your house that you wouldn't want somebody else knowing about? If so, maybe you should reconsider keeping your bamboo on your network. We're not certain how deep that these open, um, uh, it's open communication channel can be a problem. We don't know what it has access to. And as I've said before, this could be a witch hunt, but until they either prove to me that it's real or they, you know, I don't know, we prove that they're wrong and that their privacy policy is BS. I have to abide by the fact that they are probably acting in bad faith. This is part of dealing with, um, you know, government level work. When you suspect a company is acting in bad faith, when it comes to data security, you must abide by that policy moving forward until you can either confirm your suspicions or confirm that they are acting in good faith. That is a thing. Sci-Fi Model Shop says, when support starts the blame game, I take it, it takes the focus away from the issue. It absolutely does. Support should never say, this is because you did that, right? You never want to say, it's because of you. It's because of you. And while the customer might be an absolute bumbling buffoon, blaming the customer 
is not a great way to build rapport and a relationship, right? You have to recognize that when somebody needs help, first off, they're admitting to the fact they need help. How often do humans, especially ones that, you know, are proud, how often do they ask for help? A lot of times, especially, you know, people like me, that we kind of do a lot of the work ourselves. If I'm asking for help, it's because I'm out of options and I am forced to ask for help, right? I'm not certain how that looks from a new user perspective. New users might ask for help when they probably don't need it. We see that often where people just don't do research. And I will say that it is often that instead of going to Google, I can go to Perusia support and say, hey, I'm having this issue with one of my machines and one of the Perusias. What do you think? And they might say, have you checked this? I'm like, you know what? I haven't. Let me go check that real quick. I check it. That was what it was. Thank you. I could have Googled for 20 minutes and maybe found it, maybe gone down a rabbit hole of a problem. There is never a perfect solution. Never a perfect solution. You have to, uh, you have to understand that you can't make everybody happy. But I know that I'm not the only one that has dealt with support at Bamboo and been so frustrated with it that they've just gone somewhere else. Me, I just go to my YouTube channel because I, I can. But others have gone to Facebook, to uh, you know places like Discord, where they can get help. And from a company perspective, it seems like a lot of companies are relying on the fact that they can have crappy customer support so that their users just go somewhere else. And I've got a major problem with that because what is happening, it's the same thing that's happening with Reddit. People are spending money on a product that is being now moderated and policed by people doing it for free. And then what happens is that these people that are doing it for free get fed up because it's the same problems over and over again and nobody reads, right? Nobody reads, nobody looks or anything like that. You really have to go through that extra level when you move away from the company itself. Because when you move away from the company itself, you're now on your own. That's not really up to the company anymore, in my opinion. Mayor Make says, love the shirt. This is a real Sam Prentice original. It is puppet research, and it's a sock puppet. If you get the joke, maybe you'd want one. It is in the pinned comment above. I don't get paid for that, but I really liked the shirt. Sam sent me one, and uh, it's pretty cool. I apparently cut my foot somehow. Cool. That's good. Sure, that... I don't even know how the hell that happened. Whatever. Kevin Tom says, why the heck would someone purchase a device that is dependent on the cloud and internet and can literally burn down your home? Boggles my mind with that amount of risk. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of other devices that can do that. Your oven can do that. Your oven can easily burn down your house. Uh, smart bulbs can easily catch fire. If they are given a bad command, if someone is able to utilize some sort of security vulnerability to attack a smart bulb, to overvolt it to a point where some part, portion of it catches fire. Yeah, there's a thing. 
there's a whole problem here that comes into the realm of, yeah, 3D printers can burn houses down, but so can your oven, so can your microwave, so can your toaster, so can your blender. And a lot of these devices are now starting to become internet connected. Something to be there, right? Bamboo is OOTQ. I don't know. Out of the question. Ah, out of the question. For me, just from a compliance perspective, the data issues could put my business in trouble. Bingo. That's why my machine is air-gapped. It thinks it's, well, it cannot talk to the outside world. It can only operate inside of our network. And even then, I've just outwardly kept it from connecting to anything. So every 45 minutes, it throws an error saying that it can't connect to the internet. And I just don't care. That's not a bug. It is a feature that you can't connect to the internet. Leave me alone. John Sir says, who is the unreal Sam Prentice? He's never encountered a fake Sam Prentice, or have I? Well, maybe I'm the fake Sam Prentice. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, your smartphone. Yeah, Samsung, looking at you, says the guy with a Samsung phone. Uh, you and your phones with the puffy battery issues. You can easily, easily disable the charge uh the the charge feature or discharge feature on a lithium battery inside of a phone if you knew what you were doing so yeah it's thing any wi-fi connected device placed in your network is a vector your light bulb can be used as a vector to attack your thermostat they're on the same network says john's house amen to that brother and that's why we run air gapped computers for ones that have very 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 tight security tolerances. Other machines like this computer here doesn't have anything on it that have any problems, so it's no big deal. It's on the network. It can talk to the outside world. But we also have multiple networks inside of the house, so we have a network just for IoT devices where certain ports are blocked so that those devices cannot communicate in a certain way. We basically deal with how devices can communicate. We're going to be putting the bamboo on a sandbox network with Wireshark and a packet sniffer, like a physical packet sniffer. Um, and we will see what we can bring up. I'm waiting for the packet sniffer to go back down in price so I can buy it. They're a little more expensive than I want to spend right now. Anyways, John's house says VLAN sandboxing is the best bet. Amen to that brother. So yeah. If your customers are constantly complaining you're not meeting their needs. If you have multiple customers that are causing, that are having the same problems and you're not fixing them, you're not meeting their needs. If you've got a lot of customers that say you have some of the best support in the game and everybody should be like you, well, you've got pretty good customer support and you're meeting the needs of your customers. Something you should know. Uh, Anton Brandwick is asking if we've been able to decode the bamboo log file yet. No. We have not. I have the guy who cracked the encryption for the CTBV4 algorithm, the Liberating Mars video that we did a while back on this. And, uh, yeah. He can't get any further than anybody else has been able to. We believe they're using a hardware key, so you'll need access to the motherboard. 
I need some time where I can get access to the motherboard and we can try to pick a hardware key off of it. That is why we're looking for packet sniffing to see if we can determine if they're sending a hardware key as well when they're sending the log files. These are all things that we don't know yet. And as Chris Catlett says, Elegoo is his example of great customer service in the resin printing space. Elegoo, even though they don't have very fast support, right? You'll because they're based in mainland China, you'll get a response for them in 24 hours. I have had phenomenal experiences with Elegoo's customer support as well. It's great. I've had no issues with it. I had uh, one machine show up with a cracked screen. They sent me out a brand new screen the next day. It was great. It was easy, right? But part of the customer service problem is hiring people to do it. It's not uncommon for you to hear that so-and-so, you know, generation doesn't want to work. Oh, they're lazy. They don't want to work. They do want to work. They just want to be uh, respected. Actually, unfortunately, I just got a resignation letter from one of our staff members today. But it's because they're pursuing a PhD and they want to focus on school. I am all for that. That is amazing, and I want to know how I can help them, right? That is not employee turnover or staff turnover. That is someone who is looking to get better. They want to get smarter, and they want to become a professor. They want to become a teacher in collegiate. So they're going to go back and get their PhD. I wholeheartedly support them, and we'll, and we'll call them doctor as soon as they get their PhD. <laughs> But that's not a bad reason for somebody to leave. But hey, that means I could hire somebody new, but I think we're just going to end up training up individuals in our company to cover that loss. That's no big deal. But finding people is a big deal, right? Customer service is literally a loss leader. Customer support, excuse me. And I should probably change the title of this to customer support, not customer service. I'm going to do right now. So customer finding people to do customer support, right? That's tough. It is a loss leader. Prusa loses hundreds of thousands of dollars a year from the salaries that they pay their customer support people. Because guess what? Customer support doesn't make you money. It loses you money. There is never a case where having a really good customer support makes you money. Yes, it is a selling benefit of Prusa, but it is still a loss leader for them. Printables is a loss leader. These are things they give away for free. When you're dealing with good customer support, you as a company recognize that it's just the cost of doing business. It is just literally the cost of doing business. You have to make sure that it works because if it doesn't work, your customers aren't going to be happy. And if you're paying your people bottom of the barrel rates to do customer support, why would they want to work for you? They wouldn't. Thomas gifted five 3D Musketeers memberships. Thank you, sir. Ronald DHS, Sebastian Jackal, OMG Frankie, John Olson, and Duff. Welcome to the membership. There are quite a few videos that are not public that you guys can go take a look at if you haven't already. Go enjoy. 
why did YouTube give one of the gifted memberships to a mod? Because technically, Duff is not a member. Duff is a Patreon member, but he's not a YouTube member. Um, so I don't know why it did that. That's weird for me, too. It probably shouldn't give it to mods, but... Congratulations, Duff. I think this is the second time that you've gotten a gifted membership. <laughs> Ajax, actually, have I played with Hugh Forge yet? I haven't. Um, so, yeah, I just haven't yet. Sci-Fi Model Shop is asking any thoughts on the Crowdy K1 Max? Uh, no, I don't have any thoughts on it. Creality has not sent me one. I don't even have communications with Creality over this kind of thing. So, no idea. No idea on it. And until other people look at it, you know, kind of is what it is. <laughs> it's like the third time Duff says, geez, Duff. Anyways. Yeah, finding people's tough. You can't pay bottom of the barrel rates. Because if you pay bottom of the barrel rates for customer support, you only get people that read scripts. You need to hire people that know what they're doing. You need to hire people that have experience. And if they don't have experience, they need to be willing to learn. I would feel that Bamboo should not have a lot of difficulty hiring people for their support. They've got a massive fan base. They've sold tens of thousands of 3D printers. Okay? That means that there's likely people out there that really like the machines and know how to fix them and would be more than happy to help Bamboo on the side. Because remember, these people don't have to be full-time. You can pay them hourly, and you can have a bunch of hourly people, and as long as you've got enough to cover all of the shifts that you need, you can easily build a very, very good customer support staff with just your fans, people that love your product. And hell, some of them might even be accepting of being paid with product. John says, we have Tom Cruise on our customer support team. He's terrible. He just reads scripts. Clap, clap. Clap, clap. So finding people can be tough. I understand that a company wants to spend as little money as possible on customer support because, again, it's a sunk cost. And there's not a ton that you can get out of it. But I would tell you, if I had someone working with me in Bamboo that wouldn't gaslight me, wouldn't blame really stupid problems. Like, they're not going to blame a third-party build plate for why I'm having issues with motor feeders. They're not going to blame that. But Bamboo's people did. And I put on their cold plate, and I had such issues with getting things to stick to the damn build plate that that caused more problems in and of itself. I don't think that that's fair. We live in an industry where these specific machines, we mod them. That's what we do. And the Mangus and Moss Act would say that if I'm messing with the build plate, if I'm having a build plate problem, Bamboo support is not required to help me or warranty it, which is fine. I don't want them to. If I am having an issue with my extruder, and they claim that my third-party build plate is causing it, that's bullshit. It's just BS. And that's not what I want to hear 
from a customer support agent because I know it's BS, they know it's BS, and everybody that read that uh, reply from them knew it was BS. It's trying to blame the customer, and that's a really bad move. And when you tell me it's all of these other things, and then I change out those things for you, and then you still blame other things, you tell me that your profiles need, a, your generic profiles need a little bit of tuning to run well, so I make a little bit of tuning to it, and then you blame the fact that it's my tuning of why the profile doesn't run well, and then I make it back to stock, and then you say that it's because it doesn't have any tuning? Are you out of your ever-loving mind? It makes me want to reach through the computer and do the Homer Simpson to Bart. Because that's not how you treat customers. Especially with the cyclical problem. I have a feeling that I've dealt with different people in Bamboo Support. I know I've dealt with the lead of Bamboo Support in that ticket. And I believe they eventually gave up. Because it went from their actual name to just Bamboo Lab. Maybe that was a policy change. I don't know. But I will tell you, it went from someone who was seeming to understand what I'm going through and trying to help me to someone who was just gaslighting me. Well, I'm not going to use their name. Madcat says, I had a lot of latitude when I worked for Sprint Business Care. If a customer got heated or if it was a billing issue that we could not answer, we would escalate to a lead. Giving your people the ability to have some flexibility in what they say and how they say it is important, at least to me. I don't want someone who's going to be forced to stick to a script because a script is a great way for somebody to really upset everything because you're not answering the problem. You're reading off the script. And now the cat's on the keyboard. Can you get off my keyboard, please? Thank you. In your bed, please. My dearest. Thank you. Zerna with the 99 cent salt shaker. Yes, I am salty. Hello, my dearest. The internet was wondering about you, but you're here now. You're here now. And it's good. We're glad that you're here. We're very glad that you're here. But we also need you to make sure that you be a good girl and don't interrupt my stream too much because we're working. Um, that is, Zerno has probably the best emoji sent with the sticker <laughs> and now 99 cents with the cat sticker thank you sir thank you so yeah i never let the machines win says but can fans be objective enough to do good tech support sometimes the product is the issue absolutely absolutely sometimes the product is the issue and maybe yeah sometimes fans may not be the best but if they know to not you know be a problem and stick to a script until they need to go off script it doesn't become a oh you're having a problem that i didn't have like my freaking comment section so many people are like well i didn't have this problem so it doesn't exist no that's not how this works right it's just it's not how that works sci-fi model shop says i have done hardware support for 40 years and you are spot on i talked to a local I talk to local IT that are kids out of high school. Companies need to realize that it is their responsibility for their in-house support. Yep, it's true. Companies have to recognize that they need something. 
Peter Walker says, stop it. That would make sense. Why do it the right way when you can do it the wrong way for twice the price for twice as long? I, I don't know what you're referencing. Hopefully you're not being mean to me. I don't think you are. Um, yeah. Peter Walker says, why bother with phone scripts when you can do phone prompts that only loop and hang up on you? You don't want to know what I've been dealing with this week with that kind of BS. But yeah, you know, <laughs> Madcast has but a lot of issues that we had calls for customers saying, my service is shut off. Well, sir slash madam, you have not paid your bill in six months. Totally understand it. Totally understand it. I believe that support should be two-tiered. And I believe that there should be a paid option. Prusha has decided they want to provide free support. I would not feel bad if Prusha said, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move to reduce the amount of people on our chat support and move to a premium support feature where instead of getting responses in five to ten minutes, you get responses in 45 minutes to an hour. If you want premium support, that is $100 a year. I would pay that without even second-guessing it. Because the couple of times that I need it, that premium support is absolutely worth it. Now, big companies out there, don't look at that as a way to nickel and dime people. I do believe support should be free. But I believe that having some sort of value where people can get better support, faster, or business class support is valuable. And I think there's a lot of people that would pay that. As Jason says, 3D printing issues can be so niche where a script would not make any sense. I 100% agree. And industries like this that have really, really, really odd problems that happen because at the end of the day, the hardware is not mature as it likely could be. You can't really run a script with that because it's often not going to work very well. You got to run the script to kind of determine the status level of the person, right? Where do they stand in the level of being able to do work themselves? And from that point on, you just have to talk to them like a regular human being. There is nothing more frustrating in a support environment than when you're being talked to and you clearly know it's just a script. It's like, I'm wasting my time here. And if there's one thing that I can't get more of in this world right now, it's time. Training is a big thing. Training is a massive thing. And if you don't train your support staff right, then you can't expect them to provide good support. It is a give and take. You can't just expect the world and not do anything to help them get it, right? It's a problem that I know we have here at 3D Musketeers. I don't necessarily train the staff as much as we probably should. And it's because I don't really have a good training manual set up. Because at the end of the day, a lot of the work that they do doesn't really have a good way to train for it. Right? And I also don't generally ask a lot of our staff to be client-facing. I'm the person that does the client-facing work because I know what I'm doing. So instead, it's more of, I need you to know how to use a CAD package. And if you don't, here are some people that do, and you can ask them. It's worked well for us. In terms of our company culture, there's some training involved in that. We introduce everybody, and we kind of say, hey, to everyone when a new person comes in. 
it's a thing. Let's see. Yeah, Sci-Fi Model Shop says, at the end of the day, support needs to keep in mind the person on the phone is running a business. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But I think it is uh, really great if you treat everybody like they are running a business. And if they tell you they're just a hobbyist, you can dial it back a little bit and be a little more personal where a business just kind of wants their problems solved. An end user might want it explained a little bit too. And I feel that. I feel that 100%. Sir, you're using it wrong. It's designed to do that. Yeah. <sighs> when we look at the training, it has to be comprehensive. And to me, it involves either one, providing your support staff the machines that they need to do that level of maintenance and service. So if you are working as a support staff for a manufacturer that sells 3D printers, you need that printer in your hand. You must have one. Because if you're going to tell them, hey, I need you to remove the AMS. And if they ask you, well, how do you do that? And if your response is, here's a wiki article. Instead of, oh, you go to the back, you press in the button to pull out the PTFE tube, and then you pull out the, uh, the Molex connector. And of course, you make sure your filament is unloaded. That is so much easier than saying, go to this wiki article and read it, asshole. Like, it's not what you want. You want someone to talk to you like a human being. And a human being wouldn't say, well, here's a wiki article for you to learn more. A normal human being would say, oh, yeah, you, you just do this and it's pretty easy. We do have a wiki article if you want to learn more about it. But this is really all that you need to do to get it to function. It's a thing. And I don't just say this because I'm trying to fix Bamboo Lab. As Peter Walker saying, he said, I told you Bamboo Lab was a sin. Now you're in hell trying to fix it. Sounds like I might have been right. I'm not trying to fix Bamboo. I'm trying to really talk about what good customer support looks like because there are new manufacturers coming onto the market. Um, Construct 3D is the one that really comes to mind. It's a mother and son team. That's it. It's the two of them. And that's it. They could heavily value, heavily value from having a company that trains and places support staff for them at a cost. It's going to be a cost to it. Or they could just, you know, have a friend help them out. For their size, a friend would probably be fine. Or, you know, someone that has experience with their machines that's willing to put in some hours. That kind of stuff is imperative. Because, again, a good product with crappy support becomes a crappy product very quickly. And I don't want to see companies like Construct3D fall because they can't keep up with support tickets. There is nothing more frustrating than having a really expensive paperweight. I don't want to see that happen to companies. And while my particular experience with Bamboo is not pleasant, this is not just aimed at them. It is aimed at all the people out there looking to produce a hardware product, looking to produce a 3D printer, and understanding that it needs support. We're looking at the politician right now. Our uh, device to filter and produce hot air. It's a politician. 
to maintain chamber temperatures for 3D printers, right? We've been building this for a couple of years and we've made some crazy, crazy moves lately. And I am in direct contact with manufacturers now, which is really cool. But I have to understand that there's going to be some support involved in it. Now, these are going to be kits, nut and bolt kits, where you have to assemble it yourself. We are doing everything that we can to hit a $50 price target for it. Because I, I really think 50 is where, where that price sits. We might offer a premium version of it later on, but we're sticking with Gen 1 being one option. The things that will come done for you will be the heater and the, um, the thermal regulator will be already attached to the heatsink, but you will have to do wiring yourself. We will have a video that you can watch that will take you through in real time how to wire it. So if you're having issues with the wiring, I would say as a support person, send me a photo. Let me see what you're dealing with. Let's take a look at it. And then say, all right, well, you can see at this point in the video, we went and did it this way. It, I can, it looks like your wiring may be, might be wrong. Can you verify your wiring for me? Okay. But we're also going to put in there that this is not for someone that just wants a plug and play application. This is for someone that wants ultimate control of a chamber. That's what the design is for. It's fair. Anton says, how about free support and a full support contract with response time guarantee? Man, I love that. I love it. And when we look at industrial machines, that's what they have, right? My big Projet 660 Pro has a $9,000 a year maintenance package on it. $9,000 a year, which includes parts and labor to fix the machine. $4,500 if I just want parts. They don't have a service guarantee. Once you get up into the Stratasys era of big machines, they will start doing service guarantees, but you're paying forty dollars to $50,000 a year for that maintenance package. And, well, there is not really a maintenance package, to me, that could cost less than the price of a bamboo if you wanted to have guaranteed uptime, right? You could work with local distributors to do hot swaps, which is a great value to a consumer, right? Where you say, I need a credit card on file, I will hot swap for you but you will pay for two machines for a short amount of time. I will send you a brand new machine. You'll pack up the old one, send it back to me. And as soon as I get that old one back, I cut that money back to your card. That's a hot swap. And I think that's fair. There's nothing wrong with that. And I bet companies will start to do that. Nope, not today. I am streaming. <laughs> um, but when we look at this process of what it looks like to provide good support, we also have to determine what level of support we expect for the price that we pay. Because you expect less support on a $200 3D printer than you do on a $400 3D printer, on a $4,000 3D printer, a $40,000 3D printer you have an expected level of support. And when a company has set a standard, you either must meet that standard or you're likely to lose sales to them. That's just a fact. 
So what about people that continue to have problems, right? A lot of people in the comments say, just return your machine. This product isn't working for you. It's a you problem. It's not the machine problem. You're an idiot. It's not the machine. How do you deal with people that might actually be the problem? Well, you can give them a refund if that's what they're asking for. If you believe that a customer is causing problems, your best bet is to actually outright replace it. If they are being malicious and you can prove it, you drop them like a bad habit. You say, I'm sorry, we will only accept a refund with a you know machine return. But I'm not being malicious. Am I being mean? Absolutely. But when you start blaming random things that have nothing to do with what the problem actually is on the problem, I'm getting frustrated with you. I'm not deliberately causing problems on my machine, much to the dismay of people in the comments. They firmly believe that I am purposefully causing this to create outrage and to build up our YouTube channel. I'm not. I could make way worse problems if I wanted to. I'm not. My goal is to have a functioning printer. I'm not trying to make it have problems. We have to look at what a problem customer is. A problem customer to me is someone that calls you four to five times a day, yelling at you, berating your employees, making customer service people say, I don't want to take this ticket. That is somebody that you really just want to get out. And unfortunately, that happens with every business, every, you know, area. People are just jerks sometimes. And often treating them like an actual human being can really kind of adjust their tone. If you go to them and say, I'm so sorry that you're dealing with these problems. Let me see what I can do to help you. I understand that you're going through this. I'm here to help. Let's work through it together. You can really look at de-escalating the problem rather than just continuing to feed into their fire. As Mad Cat says, 20% of your customers take up 80% of your time. Even happens with internal support, Duff says. Yeah. In fact, I find that to be more of a problem in big companies where it's the internal people that are jerks and not the external people that are jerks. If you have a customer that is continually having problems, you have to look at external factors. Never once did Bamboo ask me what the temperature is in my room. Now, it shouldn't be a problem, but they never asked for environmental factors. They never asked for things like, God, how long did it take them to ask for a sliced file? Like a week and a half to ask for a sliced file? Like I'm over here wanting to tell them that, hey, why don't you ask, they say, within the confines of what I'm able to do. Especially when I'm also making certain that the support can actually help people. Right? Bamboo used to just give you a uh, a voucher. When I, when I had my first Bamboo, I had issues with support, but nowhere near the issues that I've had now. 
they just gave me a voucher and that voucher required that I filmed a video with the, with, with that code in it. So I filmed a big video because I'm a jerk, but I'm also petty, you know, malicious compliance. They did that because people found out that all you had to do was claim you had a problem and they would just cut you. What happened? Users took advantage of it. So I don't necessarily blame them, but I feel like we could have a much better solution to the problem. Apparently there is an audio cutout. No, I'm still showing audio on my side. If you guys are having issues, let me know. Stream issues. Why are we having stream issues? What's going on? Okay. Oh yeah, it is. Um, weird. Huh. You come and tell me the same thing? Okay. Huh. Yeah, I just saw OBS was reconnecting. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, huh. My bad. I, this new OBS update has been real, real rough. Um, oh my gosh. So a buddy of mine just bought a bamboo apparently. And that's what he was calling me about. Huh. His is actually a bad adhesion issue. I'm reading his text message. It's actually a bad adhesion issue. Hilarious. So, yeah. <laughs> I I told him. I told him not to go down that route, but he, he, he wanted to go down that route. So, yeah, I don't know. This new OBS update had issues out on the main set and had issues in here. So... I'm going to have to go after OBS for that because I can't imagine what else the issue would be. Anyways. No, the stream caching. You need to use the supplied build plate. Crap! I knew running a a uh, a different build plate would be a problem. Gosh! No, it's fine. Something... What is up there? I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. The ADHD is kicking in. We're, 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 we're going back to it. So what companies have right and what companies have it wrong, right? I think even people that don't like Purusha can say that they have some of the best customer support in the industry, period. They just do. They've got it really down right. I would love to see Purusha offering a turnkey solution for other companies in this industry that want support, whether they're utilizing Prusa support staff and they're just, you know, utilizing them in their downtime, maybe Prusa builds more support staff, but it is, it is a non-trivial amount of work that they've gone through. Incendium87 says, so where can I get my own sock puppet member shirt? It is in the pinned comment on the stream. Uh, yeah, it's from Sam Prentice, the puppet research sock puppet shirt. I love it. It's great. It's, it's hilarious. I can see your mouth moving, only getting every few words. Are we still having problems? Are we still having problems, stream? Uh, let's see. I'm not seeing uh, any pings. 
All right, well, I guess it's fixed. Okay, it's good. All right. If you're still having issues, just reload the stream. Sorry, guys. 20 megabit upload speed and trying to push 4,500, 4.5 megabits through it, you know? It's rough. Anyways. Prusha has it right. I think Bamboo is still learning. I'd like to see them get better. I think that good support could be the difference between me enjoying my experience with their printer and me not enjoying my experience. Printer problems happen, right? That's a known thing. You are going to have problems. 3D printers have problems, period. There is no way around it. You will have problems. But if you have a company that provides you with good support, it's not that big of a deal. And at some point you decide, I can just do this myself. And you do it yourself because it's not necessarily needed to have a company do it for you. Do you all have good experiences with chat support? I'd like phone support. Phone support is a problem, though, because unlike chat support, you can only talk to one person at a time. With chat support, I can have five or six chat windows open on one computer screen and be replying to a bunch of conversations at once. It does require someone that can focus on a few different problems at once, but it means that you can have less people and be more better i don't know be more useful at it mark uh rulau maybe rulu i don't know how to say your last name i'm sorry says he hates chat support i'm not a huge fan of it either because oftentimes chat support is like a chat bot if it's an actual person that i can talk to via a chat i'm fine with that i prefer to pick up a phone but I don't want to have to call Prague to get support for a Prusa. I don't want to have to call China to get support for a Bamboo. So I recognize that there are some things that I have to look at. One of those being making sure that I deal with chat. Rulu. That makes sense. It's French. Thank you. Rulo. Rulo. Excuse me. Rulo. Right. Like Trudeau. Rulo. Thank you. Sorry, I'm bad at names. It's a thing. Good email support can also be a thing. Yeah, I, there's a there's a buffer. I already said the right thing. Now the chat's realizing I said it wrong. Sorry. I've gone through really good email support. Elegu has great email support. They're attentive. They ask the right questions. They get you the right answers. It's good. No problem, it's been an issue for 47 years. Well, you know, I... I my last name is Posner, P-O-S-N-E-R. And people often say Posner. I don't particularly care, because it, you just get used to it. But, yeah, it would be nice if people said it right. I'd say it's like the rapper, like the bad rapper, Mike Posner. No relation. Maybe your Bamboo Lab 3D printer is hacking your network. If it was on my network, maybe. But it's not. I think that companies can get it right. I think that Bamboo's ticketing system is actually quite nice. Where it's a full ticket, you can see the entire um, you know, history of the ticket and everything like that. You can get a lot of value out of that ticketing system. But I will say when I go, when I when I 
doing my uh my my browser bar bamboo it instantly autofills the bamboo ticketing website which is um not great it means that i've had a lot of problems you might have a great experience you might not have any of the issues that i have but if you do you might find that their support is not really up to par this makes sense though bamboo's hiring support people across the globe right now because, well, they need more people. They are selling printers about as fast as they can make them. And that means that your number of problems also, they are under half a percent. I think it's around 0.3 of a percent for support problems that require major solutions. Like new motherboards, new printers. That is a phenomenal rate. I'm dropping packets again? I'm sorry. I'm not dropping packets. I'm looking at my packet times. I'm in the 20 to 25s. I don't, uh... I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I don't know what the problem is. Maybe it's... Maybe it's this? Let me try reloading this and see. It solves the problem. It's receiving video. It's working. All right, I'm back. Weird. Um, is it the headset? No, this is just headphones. My microphone's right here. Um, these are uh, HD 518s from Sennheiser, and this is a Samson Q2U. But I do have to be a little bit away from my microphone because I do get the nice podcaster voice. But I talk with my hands, so I hit the microphone when it's too close to me. So I keep the microphone back a little bit. Yeah. There's no mic on this headset. This is just headphones. Um, yeah. Anyways. I think Bamboo will eventually figure it out. I don't know when, but I think they will. They probably won't be anywhere near what Prusa is. And I think Prusa has set a bar, I hate to say it, unrealistically high. I think that other companies should push for it, but I don't think it's honestly reasonable. Because, well, it's a lot. Now, if you're a 10-year-old manufacturer, I do expect you to have some level of good support. But when you look at a Prusa, part of the actual, like, buying reason that you would get it is the support. Because you know you're going to be taken care of. What does that mean? It means that I don't expect companies to be as good as Prusa is. And that they've set a bar. You know, they're, they're the long jumper that just did, you know, so much more. Why am I getting spam calls? Go away. <laughs> That's calling my direct cell phone rather than calling the company line. But uh, when we deal with companies that are trying to get there it is good to compare them to companies that have it right but we have to understand that that company that has it right is in like the high 90s and you can still be in the mid 80s and have great customer support in terms of your percentage of getting it right it is all about being real with people treating them like actual people not gaslighting them or blaming the customer right? Even if it is obviously the customer's fault, 
don't blame the customer because that is just pointing fingers when nobody likes getting their the getting fingers pointed at them. Nobody likes it. So don't do it. These are other human beings as well. And while you may never talk to them again, you will likely never meet them in your life statistically. That doesn't mean you treat them like crap. I believe that customer support is a make or break thing. If you are a new manufacturer in this industry and you are looking to get customer support, I would love to talk to you. I want to know what it's worth to you because I'm looking at doing this as a business and we would have the three musketeer package. You have the one musketeer, the two musketeer, the three musketeer. I've already got the whole thing kind of like in my head figured out. And the three musketeer package is like, we find the staff, we train them and we place them for you. Like it's, it's the full thing, right? The two musketeer is we have a comprehensive training manual that we provide to you. And the one musketeer is we do base level training, right? Like I think that would just be really funny and it would be a great way for us to build out that platform. But I will tell you, it is something that frustrates the ever loving hell out of me. <laughs> Super Karras is a missing D'Artagnan, the fourth musketeer. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that one. Uh, that one is the real super secret one. Yeah. And I know there are actually four. Fun fact, our big full color 3D printer is named D'Artagnan. It's that that is its its name when it it it. it it has to be on a LAN because um, you have to send files to it via a cable. Uh, and to do that, it needs to be on a LAN network. Uh, so you get to name it. It's named D'Artagnan because it's funny. Um, so, yeah. I think that there's a business case here. Is it one that's going to be profitable enough that I'm still trying to figure out? Musketeer. Oh my gosh. That's great. M-U-S-K-E-T-I-E-R. Musketeer. Oh, damn it. That's funny. Ooh, Incendium 87. That's funny. We have multiple musketeers for you. <laughs> Gosh, we could play that game. But you know, enough people misspell musketeers as it is that that might just be a joke that we use. We don't actually spell it that way. Or I could get a... I don't know. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. That, that one might be a fun one. Either way, guys. I really do believe that customer support makes or breaks that initial customer relationship. I believe that it is a requirement to provide good quality customer service. If you choose not to, your product better be disposable because you recognize that when it breaks, they'll just buy another one. I want people to enjoy their time working with a company. I want people to say, I'm having a problem and I need help. And a support person says, no problem. We got you. Let's talk about it. I want someone to feel as though they're talking to a loved one, that they're talking to a friend that they've known for years. I want this to feel like a very 
natural conversation. Because part of that is making it personal. And while it's not always that easy, especially if you have support staff where their first language isn't the native language of the person that needs help, it is still vastly important that this stuff gets done correctly. I would love to know your guys' thoughts. We are going to wrap up here, uh, but I'd love to know what you guys think about customer support. If you think there is a lot of value to having it, or if I'm just someone who might be taking more of a personal route for it because of my bad experience with Bamboo. I recognize that my opinion on all of this is likely skewed a little bit because of my bad experience. But I don't think it's unreasonable for me to expect that a $1,600 printer that is marketed as Unbox Click Print Go that it is unreasonable for me to expect good customer support out of it. As Sci-Fi Model Shop says, when paying $1,600 for a printer pulled out of a box, I want someone in support to get it fixed right. As Ajax says, there is value and there is always room for improvement. I have to recognize that my experience has likely skewed my opinion and has likely put a lot of value upon customer support where previously it was not really something that wasn't a big deal to me because I didn't need it. But now all of a sudden that I need it, it's like, wait a minute, we've got a real miss here that could be a win, but it's not. And I want us to turn it into a win because I want people to continue to win. I want to have as few of these problems that I have with Bamboo for you all. I want to have a great support system at Bamboo. They don't have it. But that is also the damage of having a company that's grown that fast. If you go back to my first video where I ever mentioned Bamboo, I have no clue which one it was. But I would bet dollars to donuts I mentioned that they are going to have an issue with support because traditionally you do thomas says good and friendly customer support experience makes up for a lot of bad service and product experience a lot i absolutely agree you can have a very mediocre middle of the road product but if you provide amazing customer support that is a whole different game where now I'm getting everything that I need to keep that mediocre product running. And that's awesome. Cypher Model Shop says, enjoyed the, enjoyed the cast. Join the Patreon. Thank you. I appreciate your support. Allison Ford says, yeah, but you recognize the support is needed by people. And that's why you support your customers. It's true. Ajax says, I want 3D printing to be the best it can, even if it's on a brand of printer that I don't personally own or like. I 100% agree. I think that's a great place to wrap it. Because, yeah, whether I like the company or not, I still don't want people to have crappy experiences. I want them all to enjoy it. And if you are having issues with your printers, printing well, or not printing at all, 
We have an entire video series called Print Fix Friday. Please email me, youtube at 3dmusketeers.com. It comes directly into my inbox. It does not go anywhere else. It goes to my inbox. And I will answer you. I want to help. Never Let the Machines Win Mike says, do you think that companies that provide almost no support, Creality, Wanhow, etc., have made users value support less? I absolutely do. Because the users will go to Reddit. They'll go to Discord. They'll go to Facebook. They're doing all of those things. It's not. I believe there's so much value to customer support. And it's not, oh, put it onto the customers. Kali is fat shaming my cat. When is Victoria due? I guess she is having kittens. She is not having kittens. My my cat is not pregnant. She's got a lot of... She's got a little bit of fat, but a lot of this is just excess skin. She had a surgery a couple of years back where Idiot over here was playing with some string. On the end of that string was a sewing needle. We tried to get the sewing needle out of her throat as we saw it going into her mouth, but it was too late. And so we had to get her into surgery. We thankfully have a nonprofit vet locally, which objectively has the best name for a vet. That is nonprofit. Planned Pethood. Phenomenal. $365 later and one x-ray, even though they wanted to take two. I very clearly said, if you take one x-ray and you don't see a needle, there is no needle in this cat and I am hallucinating. Give me my cat back. It's a metal needle. You'll see it. Plain as day, you could see it. $365 later. That is an x-ray, the surgery, and the medicine. She was out. And um, she, they had to shave her entire belly. She never really regrew the hair. So it's just a lot of it is uh, just kind of there. But because of that surgery, it hangs a little bit more, right? I don't know if it's because there was some the fat tissue or skin disconnected somehow. It's just... It's, it's a lot of skin. She's a good girl. She's not pregnant. She's just a little tubby. She takes after her dad. <laughs> uh, Mike says, my dog ate a Christmas ornament once. 20 plus pins in, in her stomach. $4,000 later, she lived another couple of years. Yeah, we got lucky. I called an emergency vet and it was like five grand. And I said, I, I don't have that money. What can I do to make sure that my cat survives the next day? They said, feed her as much wet food as she'll take. It'll basically surround the needle, and she shouldn't pass it. If it stays in her stomach, she should be fine. That's what we did. We got really lucky, and that's also when I learned that context matters. If you walk into a nonprofit vet and say that my cat swallowed a needle, they think you're a drug addict. You must say a sewing needle. <laughs> and yes, I do have the sewing needle. They actually gave it back to us. Uh, I've always wanted to encase it in epoxy and put it into a really cool cat tree. I would love to do a cat tree build as part of a video series on the channel where we just build a bunch of custom stuff and we release it publicly. That's something you guys want to see. Let me know. But yes, Mad Cat says only in Florida. But that's all I have for you guys today. We have moved away from customer support, so I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you all so much for watching. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome. And pet your animals more, even if they don't like the belly rubs.
Have a good one.